I'm curious about your kind of coming into more embodiment and into your work in sacred sexuality and and beyond. Like, at what point did that become just at the forefront and something that you were exploring yourself? Yeah. So growing up, being spiritual and understanding energy, that was kind of my first language that I knew. And there wasn't a society that really supported that. Now spirituality is trendy and everybody's into it. But when I was growing up, everybody was Christian and into that. So I was kind of the the oddball out. And when I started coming into myself being a sexual being, I realized that the the atmosphere for that was very loosely defined. And so I started trying on all these different things. Like, am I the girl who like winks at guys? And like, you know, <laughs> do I, I go up and I like, hey, you're sexy. Am I direct? Am I like sleeping with everybody because I feel that? Am I not? Am I waiting until I get mar- married? Like, what's m- my thing? And I didn't really find myself in any of those ways. And I actually considered myself really prude because compared to my peers, I was like, I can't do any of that stuff. Like, you know, what about the energy that's going to stay with you? But I didn't have the language to to give more to that. And then when I got married, I uh, we got into, that's how I found my teachers, Kenny K. Stevens and, and uh, Carl of Progressive Love um, Academy. So I, I went to them to study about feminine energy. Kenya was my first teacher. And I was like, I need to learn like masculine, feminine, like just some basics because I don't even know what that feels like. And I don't know how to be a wife and I'm growing into womanhood and nobody gave me a book or any type of training. So I need to figure that out. And in her teachings, she she did teach me about the archetypes, but she also had this whole other uh, path of her company, which was this relationship sector. So they were into uh, progressive love, which is like open relating essentially. And that wasn't my path, but I learned a lot from the openness of the people and how much stuff that they were confronting and taking on and just like going straight into. And I respected that. And so, yeah, I went in in there and then from there she did a a Tantra certification. And I just want to say this because I'm really big on respect for the cultures that bring forth these lineages is that I use the term Tantra because that was what was taught to me. But in respect for the culture that holds this lineage, I understand that your life path was dedicated to being able to call yourself a Tantrika. And in no way would I think that taking um, any month worth of course puts me on that same level with them. So just full uh, respect and acknowledgement for that. With that, my teacher taught me about uh, Tantric principles and Uh, she started teaching about the energy. And I was like, this is my jam because you actually have to show up and be intimate with people and you get to take it slow and you get to feel into each other's um, energy and you have to talk to one another and you have to stare in each other's eyes. And and then that creates this like massively orgasmic experience because you're bringing so much of yourself together and it's not just about this friction, sex, awkward exchange. Like that actually is sucks if that's all people know as sex. Um, but when you can get into the space of like, you are there full you and you're you're this person that you're with, whether they're your life partner or just someone that you're experiencing this like connection with, they respect you and they see you and they honor you. And inside the bedroom and outside the bedroom, that was the kind of people I wanted to be involved with. And that was where I wanted to be. So yeah, that's that's how I came into it. Mm. With the um the archetypes, what kind of what are what are the archetypes? Is that just within like um 
like sacred sexuality space? Because I know other type of archetypes, like Jungian archetypes, but what kind of archetypes are you talking about? Yeah, let's see if I can remember what they taught. Um, There was the negotiator, um, the lover, the devotee, and there's one more. There was four of them. But I mean, they're in, in all the teachings. Like when when you study womanhood, I have a lot of books at home and I study womanhood and just feminine energy through all of the different lineages. So whether it's like Athena or Hetheru or um, who else? Um, whatever, they're Shakti, you know, mm-hmm. they're all these same embodiments of, are you the warrior in your feminine? Are you the one, the talker, the communicator? Are you the um, the nourisher or are you the lover? And those are kind of like the core feminine aspects. And then you have on the opposite end, the masculine aspects. But I found that oftentimes we're, we're which is fine whenever gender role you're in and wherever you want to be at. I don't think that there's any right way to do it, but it, it is, it, helpful to know what you are doing so that you're purposeful in how you're moving. And I wasn't in that mode. I was just kind of doing what I was taught, which was to be very masculine. And my generation raised me to be like independent Mm -hmm. boss bitch, you know, and like this kind of thing. And that that wasn't my story. (laughs) And I was operating on that unconsciously. So coming into my consciousness is like, I'm not necessarily the lover all of the time. I'm not soft and feminine and sweet all of the time. I'm very much a warrior. And sometimes I am the negotiator. Sometimes I'm the nourisher, but I'm less nourisher than I am lover, you know? And so just kind of finding what my own formula is with some of these examples and teachings has been important for me so that I'm I'm more intentional on in how I want to go about things. Like if I'm going to have a tough conversation, I might need to switch into the lover aspect, mm. you know, and work with like a rose quartz versus I'm going to have like a warrior-esque conversation with someone. I might want to be like a black obsidian and get into like a stronger um, way that's like direct and action-taking. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose. And follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.